Chapter 2 of Liza of Lambeth by W. Somerset Maugham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Hatton43, blogdelacanzen.wordpress.com Liza and her mother were having supper. Mrs. Kemp was an elderly woman, short and rather stout, with a red face and grey hair brushed tight back over her forehead. She had been a widow for many years, and since her husband's death had lived with Liza in the ground-floor front room in which they were now sitting. Her husband had been a soldier, and from a grateful country she received a pension large enough to keep her from starvation, and by charring and doing such odd jobs as she could get, she earned a little extra to supply herself with liquor. Liza was able to make her own living by working at a factory. Mrs. Kemp was rather sulky this evening. "'What was you doing this afternoon, Liza?' she asked. "'I was in the street.' You're always in the street when I want you. I didn't know as how you wanted me, mother, answered Liza. Well, you might have come to see me. I might have been dead for all you knew. Liza said nothing. My rheumatics was that bad today that I don't know what to do with myself. The doctor said I was to be rubbed with that stuff he give me, but you won't never do nothing for me. Well, mother, said Liza, your rheumatics was all right yesterday. I know what you was doing. You were showing off that new dress of yours. Pretty waste of money, that is, instead of giving it to me to save up. And for the matter of that, I wanted a new dress far worse than you did. But of course, I don't matter. Liza did not answer, and Mrs Kemp, having nothing more to say, continued her supper in silence. It was Liza who spoke next. There's some new people moved in the street. Have you seen them? she asked. No. What are they? I don't know. I've seen a chap. A big chap with a beard. I think he lives up at the other end. She felt herself blushing a little. No one any good, you be sure, said Mrs. Kemp. I can't swallow these new people as are coming in. The street ain't what it was when I first come. When they had done, Mrs. Kemp got up, and having finished her half-pint of beer, said to her daughter, Put the things away, Liza. I'm just going round to see Mrs. Clayton. She's just had twins. She had nine before these come. It's a pity the Lord don't see fit to take some on em. That's what I say. After which pious remark, Mrs. Kemp went out of the house and turned into another a few doors up. Liza did not clear the supper things away as she was told, but opened the window and drew her chair to it. She leant on the sill, looking out into the street. The sun had set, and it was twilight. The sky was growing dark, bringing to view the twinkling stars. There was no breeze, but it was pleasantly and restfully cool. The good folks still sat at their doorsteps, talking as before on the same inexhaustible subjects, but a little subdued with the approach of night. The boys were still playing cricket, but they were mostly at the other end of the street, and their shouts were muffled before they reached Liza's ears. She sat, leaning her head on her hands, breathing in the fresh air and feeling a certain exquisite sense of peacefulness which she was not used to. It was Saturday evening, and she thankfully remembered that there would be no factory on the morrow. She was glad to rest. Somehow she felt a little tired. Perhaps it was through the excitement of the afternoon. She enjoyed the quietness of the evening. It seemed so tranquil and still. The silence filled her with a strange delight. She felt as if she could sit there all through the night, looking out into the cool, dark street and up heavenwards at the stars. She was very happy, but yet at the same time experienced a strange new sensation of melancholy, and she almost wished to cry. Suddenly, a dark form stepped in front of the open window. She gave a little shriek. Who's that? she asked, for it was quite dark, 
and she did not recognise the man standing in front of her. Me, Loza, was the answer. Tom? Yes. It was a young man with light yellow hair and a little fair moustache, which made him appear almost boyish. He was light-complexioned and blue-eyed, and had a frank and pleasant look, mingled with a curious bashfulness that made him blush when people spoke to him. What's up? asked Liza. Come out for a walk, Liza, will you? No, she answered decisively. You promised her yesterday, Liza. Yesterday and today's two different things, was her wise reply. Yes, come on, Liza. Now, I tell you, I won't. I want to talk to you, Liza. Her hand was resting on the windowsill, and he put his upon it. She quickly drew it back. Well, I don't want you to talk to me. But she did, for it was she who broke the silence. Say, Tom, who are them new folk? As has come into the street, it's a big chap with a brown beard. Do you mean the bloke has kissed you this afternoon? Liza blushed again. Well, why shouldn't he kiss me? She said, with some inconsequence. I never said as how he shouldn't. I only asked her if it was the same. Yeah, that's who I mean. His name is Blakeston. Jim Blakeston. I've only spoken to him once. He's took the two top rooms at number 19 house. What's he want the two top rooms for? Him? Oh, he's got a big family. Five kids. Ain't you seen his wife about the street? She's a big fat woman. As does her hair funny. I didn't know he had a wife. There was another silence. Liza sat thinking, and Tom stood at the window, looking at her. Won't you come out with me, Liza? he asked at last. Nah, Tom, she said a little more gently. It's too late. Liza, he said, blushing to the roots of his hair. Well? Liza. He couldn't go on, and stuttered in his shyness. Liza, I, I, I loves you, Liza. Gone away. He was quite brave now, and took hold of her hand. You know, Liza... I'm earning 23 shillings at the works now, and I've got some furniture as my mother left me when she was took. The girl said nothing. Liza, will you have me? I'll make you a good husband. Liza, swap me, Bob, I will. And you know I'm not a drinking sort. Liza, will you marry me? Nah, Tom, she answered quietly. Oh, Liza, won't you have me? Nah, Tom, I can't. Why not? You've come out walking with me ever since Whitson. Ah, things is different now. You're not walking out with anybody else, are you, Liza? He asked quickly. Nah, not that. Well, why won't you, Liza? Oh, Liza, I do love you. I've never loved anybody as I love you. Oh, I can't, Tom. There ain't no one else. Nah. Then why not? I'm very sorry, Tom, but I don't love you so as to marry you. Oh, Liza. She could not see the look upon his face but she heard the agony in his voice, and moved with sudden pity. She bent out, threw her arms round his neck, and kissed him on both cheeks. Never mind, old chap, she said. I'm not worth troubling about. Quickly drawing back, she slammed the window to, and moved into the further part of the room. End of chapter 2